When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dealers Nation Radio. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. Here we are at St. Vincent College. Uh, you know, I, I look here and I, I'm, I'm swamped by memories. We're on the hillside, which, of course, is the grandstands and Chuck Noel Field. And back in the day, Max, you and I were talking about this was nothing but a hillside. There was woods where, you know, at the very top here. Yeah. And people would just lay out on the hillside here and spend all day at training camp because there were usually two practices. But, I mean, it, there's, they're talking about having maybe, what, 16,000, 17,000 yeah, people 17, here today? 17,000 tickets were given out, as I was informed by our security office this morning. All right. So, obviously, there's going to be a little attrition rate from that. But, right. I mean, still get you're thinking probably about 15,000 people out here when – I think, you know, we know years past, right, Super Bowl years are always the bigger buzz years. Right. The next training camp. But <clears throat> considering people haven't had haven't had this at St. Vincent for, what, two years now? People are a little starved. They need a little, yes. they need a little more Steelers cowbell in their life. So I think we'll More cowbell. Yes, cow that's bell. what we need. That yeah, cowbell, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. There's yeah. nothing like Chris, Chris Wal- uh, Christopher Walken. With that cowbell thing with oh, uh, who's Will, that, um, Ferrell. Will Ferrell, that's right. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's what, you know, you want to see out here. And I think that also, that breathes into us because that's lifeblood for us, right? I mean, when you're a gladiator-type sport right. and a gladiator-type of individual on that field, you play to the cheer of the crowd, right? Yes. You play to the cheer of the Coliseum. Yes. And when you can create that Coliseum environment here at training camp, you know things are going to get a little bit hot. You're going to hear a little more pop, a little more zip in your step, right? A little more gusto. Yes. And I think that's that, that's what's awesome, I think, about, especially about when you're talking about Western PA football. You know, I mean, I've been to a lot of other places. You know, I, I, I was at training camp in San Diego and St. Louis, and it just it wasn't the same as Pittsburgh. And the fans don't have that same appreciation, whereas, you know, it's built into the DNA. Generational here, here yes. in, in Western PA. Yeah, you're going to hear it from your grandmother. Yes. Yeah, about about their love for, for, for the Steelers. And I think that's something that's special and very unique to certain teams. Like Green Bay has a similar yes. kind of history. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that team just west of us across the state line. Yep. They have a very similar yet delusional view of that. That's very true. Yeah. Delusional especially. Yeah, delusion. A lot of delusion. But I think that that's kind of what makes, you know, what makes this kind of rights of autumn type of atmosphere. And the fans, like you said, Practice isn't until 2. Exactly, but it, we're it being – We're right here. What People are running all people over the place. running to get there, jockeying for position <laughs> uh, around the grass and up in the grandstands here, and it's just it, – it's nice to see. It, it's it nice is. To see. It is. It's encouraging. It, number one, it's encouraging to the, the players. The players, you come out here, and we're, we're performance-based people. I yes. mean, you know, you go out and you do entertain. You realize that this is – Yes. It, yeah, yes. that's spins. Yes. Yeah. Bad actors. Yeah. Everybody didn't know what that meant. Yeah, really. So <laughs> you come here and you you, you want to go out and you want to do do the best and you know entertain the people and, and have you know 
got the team, everything rolling and so forth. But this is, you know, when you talked about generational, I always go back to the 70s. I met this steel worker, and I do not remember the gentleman's name. The guy was really a uh, sweetheart of a dude. He was a steel worker from the 70s. And I remember him saying to me, he was saying, you know, I didn't know, you know, with the crashing of the, the, the uh, iron industry, you know, steel industry, yeah, and I'm sorry, and, yeah, and, and so forth. He said, I didn't even know if I could put food on the table the next week. He said, but I had my Steelers game coming that weekend, and there was nothing. That's the one thing I could count on. I could look forward to, and for three hours, man, I, all my problems were gone. You know, and that's the foundational pr- uh, principle that I, 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 there's so many people here, they grew up generationally with their parents, you know, loving the Steelers and so forth. Well, and I think, that, but that also, that's what creates the standard that we now hold our teams to. Right. Right? Because when you come out of that and what legacy and, and legendary status was born out of a desperate situation. Exactly. In, in, in the city of Pittsburgh. I mean, think about this, Max. You don't know if you're going to be able to feed your kids. But yeah. the, the, the thing that gives you some sort of juice for life is the fact that your Steelers are playing on a weekend. And this yeah. guy looked at me, and I'll never forget the intensity in his eyes when he was telling me that. And I thought, this dude has seen some hard times. But, man, he is through and through a black and gold fan. Well, yeah, and, 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 that's, and that's what then gets passed on generation to generation. You know, and, and you see it. When you see, you know, as we're looking here, right. there's there's older adults, there's their kids, and then there's their kids' kids. Yes. You know, and you see three generations out here watching practice, and that's encouraging, right? Because we think about, you know, how do, how do you pass on good traits, right? You know, as as parents that we are, right. we're always looking for, what? how can I instill something that lasts a lifetime? And, and one of these things is through sports, right? It's yes. that shared happiness joy heartache that anxiety you can pass in a good way right it's well yes. nurtured but it, it's a good thing and then now you build those common bonds that you can now share with your kids until the end of time and i think that is a special thing that you just you don't see that in a lot of places but you get to experience that here and you get to look and see it right in front of us as as we're right up here on the crow's nest <laughs> yep i was gonna call it the poop deck but we're not high enough yet that's, that's up top there that's where that video camera is but uh it, it, it's just it's great to see and that that breed that, that continues to carry on the legacy and the standard in a good way that you know it's like hey no there's a lot of history steeped in the victories yes. and the history of the steelers organization and it creates a deeper bond with the city and its team well think about this i mean since 1966 for 54 consecutive seasons, the Steelers have come here to training camp. Who else, where else do you see something like this? The tradition, the history, the passion that the folks have coming out here. And you can see them bringing coolers and everything else. You know, they oh, come yeah. out here. and they're, they're, they're set up for the long haul. Now, I remember this. When I was a rookie, there was 20,000, near 20,000 fans here. Of course, that was after the last of the four Super Bowls, which, of course, I missed. You know, as, as my dad once said, son, your, 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 your timing was never good. Not when you, were, you came into the NFL, not when you were born. I'm like, ha, thanks. You know, like I had a lot to do with it, dad. Yeah, exactly. You know? Hey, hey, hey how about you? How about yeah, you I mean, hard? yeah, hello. Huh? Yeah. yeah, what took so long to find mom, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Back to the future type yeah, thing. Exactly. <laughs> no, but I remember we were Old doing, we're doing our Oklahoma. <laughs> 
That's very good. You, that was actually you pulled that one out, man. Under the sea. All right, so we're over there, and, and, and we used to have Oklahoma over there, and I'll never forget my rookie year being there. And I'm like scared to death because there's Joe Green and there's Dwight White and there's Lambert. There's I mean, all these guys, legends. And I'm in, I'm in line, and and they're going. You know, there's like four different lines, and they go down each one. Yeah. So Chuck can watch each one, right? And then all of a sudden, there's a there's some uh, Yinzer uh, Babushka lady up on the hill. She's going, Wolfley, get out of my way! I can't see. <laughs> you talk about passionate fans. She's yelling at me, get down! I can't see. Take a knee or something, you exactly. know? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh. but I mean, but the, and that's the passion that you're gonna get, right? Yes. And like you said, it's gonna come from old and young. And that's what that that's what's cool. Yes, it's frustrating at the moment because I'm like I got I got to go hit somebody, but you appreciate that passion because you know that's going to translate into the stadium in the season. Absolutely, yeah. because people want to talk about. And you know we got to get to the Acroshore thing, yeah. right? But at some point, but to me, I, I tell people and they go, well, what do you think about you know Hines and Acroshore? I go, I'm still stuck on three rivers. <laughs> You understand? I, I'm still stuck on Three Rivers because Three Rivers was monumental in in, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I grew up watching Monday Night Football with Dandy Don and all those guys, right? And they go from the Howard Cosell from the shores of the confluence of Three Rivers, you know, and yeah. all that. You know, it's Three. Oh man! And then, you know, then Heinz, it's great. And but football rolls on. Football you know. will roll on. Guess what? The stadium still looks the same outside of some signage. Yeah. And and that's for that, that's for the political part of it, right? <laughs> that's that's the keep the lights on type of deal. But at the end of the day, is the field still still painted? Yep. Right with the white lines. Yep. Still green grass down there. Yep. And will the seats still be yellow in the bleachers? They will indeed. All right. What else do we need? Roll the ball out. Let's play roll the ball. Let's play some ball. Whether you got to call it Heinz Field, whether you got to call it Acershire Stadium, whether you got to call it something else, in, in, in ten years when that naming rights is up, right? Doesn't matter. Will the Pittsburgh Steelers be in the house? Absolutely. There you that's go. That's all we can worry about. And having said that, that's a great segue too. Let's go to break, and we'll be back with more. Again, get out here, get your suntan lotion, get a hat, get some glasses, get some food, something cold. And come on out and watch some good football. It's going to be fun this afternoon. We'll be back with more after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Beautiful. You know, I just saw a vintage Lamar Woodley jersey go by. Oh, you know? You see Ziggy Hood? All right. Nice. Nice. And you got a lot of T.J. Watt jerseys. The biggest jersey that I've seen uh, day in, day out has been T.J. Watt. Yeah. It's like everybody's got him. Uh, defensive player of the year. Not a bad jersey. Nah, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's going to be around for years. By the way, again, uh, we got to state our, our, our uh, contention with the fact that they did not give T.J. Watt that 23rd and a half sack. That would have broken the record. The record-breaking. Record, record breaking. We're giving it to him. Yes. We're giving it to him. He set the record. I don't care what Tyler Huntley was looking at or slipping on. He was going to make a pass. There was no run in that play. The only run was desperation of the clutches. Absolutely. That was the only run that was in him. Oh, for crying out loud, Tyler Huntley looked like he was playing uh, bowling for dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's got the ball bobbling and stuff like that. It's, it's uh, what, second and eight, all vertical routes by the receivers. He fumbles the snap, but he picks it up, tries to run with it. Yeah. TJ gets him. 
he does what DJ does. He hunted them down. He sacked them. Yeah. It was no, it was no Brett Favre sliding the home plate in front of Michael Strahan. Yeah, where Strahan didn't even hit him. He, no. I, I think a left fingernail touched him. It was like, uh, yeah, exactly. Sack. I'm like, come on. That one was more credible than the one that you. The gave. Pope blessing a child put more force on the touch than did Mike Strahan on Brett Favre. Yeah. So no, that that that's something that they need to go back and evaluate. As much as the replays we have these days. Somebody has to be able to go and rewrite that record book and say, you know what, T.J. Watt, new, new, new single-season sack leader. Absolutely. So that brings me to one of the things, because I, I look up 5-6, uh, and the 5-6 of this year is Alex Highsmith. Alex Highsmith, I, I was walking off the field, and the dude is looking fabulous. I mean, you talk about a guy who spent this past year growing his body, getting bigger and stronger. Schneikes, man, I was looking at him going, wow, that, you know, and he just got married. So, I mean, that's yeah. a good thing because married yeah. husbands are hungry husbands. You know, because you, you got to pay a lot of stuff because, you know, the wife puts Bills you out to work due. there. The Bills, Bills come, come due. due. Exactly. So, he is, he's looking really terrific. And I love the fact that you've added a Gennard Avery in the uh, backup position. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm excited about what TJ and what Alex can bring in in uh, peer pressure there, uh, quarterback pressure. But the fact is, you know, and I, I wish people would understand this too. When you got a guy who's a 23 sacker on one side, you're not going to get that many sacks on the other side because the other guy's getting there first. There's a reason the guy on the other side is a defensive player of the year, would you say? Oh, absolutely. But I think it also presents an opportunity. Sure. Because guess what? That guy with 23 sacks gets a lot more attention. So now you get to win one-on-one. Right. And also that guy forces flow your direction. So you can't miss the opportunities that you do get. You can't have near near hits. You can't have pressures. You need to translate those as opportunities where I can get on the board. And this is the year that Alex Heisman needs to be a double-digit sack guy for this team. I would this, agree. This, and this I think it's the year. next step. Yeah. The thing that I watched, I went back and watched a lot of his tape in the uh, from last year in the offseason. And he gets upfield so well, and he does a good job of not getting just run around the horn. Yeah. You know, but he's battling towards. And I really think watching him and, and watching uh, at the end of practice, you've got TJ, you got uh, Alex, you got a, a few of the other guys. They get with one of the coaches, and they, you know, got the arm pad and that, and they work on their trap and, and so forth. I love the way they go about trying to process the information almost like a martial artist would. You know, getting in positions, you get in those fits, like in judo and jujitsu and some of those where you get in fits for throws, but you don't actually throw. You're just working and, you know, getting that feel. But I love it, like the uppercut and so forth yeah. and how they're able to work out of it. I, I love the way they work at it. Well, I mean, and that's something we, I think we've kind of talked about on other airways. I think your brother's airways. Could talking, be. Talking about what Aaron Donald does in the offseason, right, when you're talking about body manipulation right. and, the, and the hand mechanics with the collie sticks and all that kind of stuff. That's the same stuff I think all outside linebackers have to have a certain level of finesse to work the hand movements because that's where it's the nuance. That's taking the next step, understanding how important hand dominance, hand placement. Well, I'm loving really the matters. fact that you're giving me a little who bud, lou bud, which, of course, is a training drill from Kali, yeah. which means – who bud, bud means to tie to untie. It's a trapping hands, yeah. and it's a flow. And I like the fact that you're doing this right in front of me, and we'll start battling it out. No. <laughs> exactly. That's right. And, and the, 
good thing is the breaks are only three minutes, so yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll be out of, yeah. out of breath. Exactly. We well, <laughs> or, or we'll just go, nah, it's not that important. Yeah, it's like, ah, ah, win, loss, okay, win, yeah, loss. Nah, that's that okay. Never mind. Yeah, but, but you know, because I trained in martial arts. Yes, I know. So That's so why I, I was kind yeah. of bringing it around. Was, yeah, because I think that's that's the biggest thing, and, and, you know, when guys can actually use those things and they translate on the field, it yes. makes you that much better of a player because – it's a you know when we think of martial arts, it's also about self awareness, right? Self confidence, and also being in control. And that's the thing because a lot of guys get out there, and especially you know young guys, it, it's whirling dervishes, right? It's yes. Tasmanian devil. I'm just going to throw a thousand things at you, and right? Hope that one of them will get through, but I don't really have a plan. But it's something when you have a guy that steps up and he's working those drills. <laughs> Oh man, a man with a plan cannot be yes. stopped. Yes, <laughs> and, and it's a beautiful thing to see them taking those next steps. That's exactly so, and that's one of the things I'm, I'm super charged on because I think Alex Highsmith is in for a big year. I think he's going to make a big jump. Um, again, the problem is when you have double-digit sacks from Cam. You know, Chris Wormley had seven sacks. What yes. a nice job of coming along that uh, Chris Wormley did in replacing Stefan Tuitt and Tyson. Alu Alu, we got Tyson back. I mean, great googly moogly. You got a lot of action, a lot of guys that can bring some heat and play up front on that defensive line. We're not even talking about Isaiah Loudermilk, no. who made such terrific progress, and DeMarvin Leal, the, the uh, rookie, rookie that they yeah. got coming. So there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of good juice up front. Well, and, and that also is a lot of good competition. We yes. mentioned that many names. Think about where we were week five last year. Mm. We were scraping for names. Looking for Montrevious Adams. Yeah, exactly. When Montrevious came, we're like, oh, my God, this is like the Messiah coming. Yeah. We're like, ah, somebody, somebody can play nose. Uh, you know, but I think that that's the, that's the good thing about this year. We got so many guys. We attacked, we attacked some needs, brought guys in, got other guys back online that were healthy to kind of allow to bolster that defense. So I think that's one of the big things. We talked about our keys to this season was stopping the run and creating the run. Yes. And where does that start? That starts with the big guys up front. We only get three of those big guys in a 3-4 defense. So let's make sure we have enough of those big bodies to be able to create that pressure and also that competition because it keeps people guessing, keeps people on their toes and competitive. You don't want to rest on your laurels because I think we saw that from a couple of guys. I'm not going to name their names. Right. That kind of were just like, oh, I got the job. I was awarded the job. I didn't earn the job. But you still treated it as though, as such, and we saw it in their play. You know, it's something I think as you watch this defense, because one of the first things, I think of Mike Tomlin, okay. Remember back in uh, Minnesota? All right, halftime. You got, Do I have to remember Yeah, Minnesota? the first half, Dalvin oh. Cook rushes for a club record, 153 yards. And I, I'm paraphrasing Mike, but he comes in the locker room and goes, does anybody here want to tackle somebody? Do I? Is anybody? Is there somebody here that wants to tackle somebody? You know, and I mean, uh, right at that point, you look at that and go, "This is a huge deal." I mean, because there were four 200-yard-plus games, rushing games, they gave up, and Cincinnati had 198, so that would have been five, the most rushing yards they've ever given up. The Steelers. I mean, this is yeah. a primary thing coming into camp. Yeah, it's got to be the emphasis, and then you look on the other side, the offensive category. We couldn't get to 100 yards to save our life. Oh, I know. You know, yeah. so it's like that has to flip, yeah. especially when you're dealing with new opportunities, new quarterbacks that are out here. As, as I watch the quarterback stroll off the field right. right now, heading back up to the locker room, those guys are tasked with maintaining and creating the culture of confidence, the culture of being – 
the guy that wants to not let everybody down, but being the guy that wants to make something great happen within their responsibilities. That's their job. And you have to breed that as a leader because naturally the quarterback is the leader of the team, regardless of whoever else, right? You know, we love T.J. Watt. We love Cam Hayward. They're on the defensive side of the ball. But we know at the end of the day you got to score points to win games. Right. There's there's no 0-0 zero, zero ties, no. right? I don't think we've seen that in the last history, last 50 years. You haven't seen that. So to get to that point, those guys have to be able to breed that confidence in them and say, hey, we can do this. Because in that in turn makes the defense want to go make that extra play so they can give the ball back to them. Reward each other for your service to each other, right? Yes. Go score touchdowns. Give us the ball back to score more touchdowns. You get break. <laughs> that's how. That's how. That's the symbiotic relationship. That's to work on a football team. So yeah, we could talk about the third phase, but we all know it's special teams. But, yes. But yeah, it, it's that'll important. come. It's that, important. It's, it's important, important, and it'll come. Yeah. But right now, we're kind of concentrating on both the offense. The defense. I don't want to see Presley Harvin kicking 50-yard punts, no. to be honest. No, I mean. That means we're not be, doing our job off. No, you want, to, you want to see him cough in corner. Yeah, That's exactly. Or squip, you know, those little, what, what's the little drop kicks? Yeah. Those little 25, like, yeah. beaters that just kind of roll and peter off. Yeah. I want to see those. Yeah. I, I hope your average sucks this year for a good way. <laughs> because that means we're moving across the 50. Did you see him? I mean, Presley's lost considerable weight man yeah no he he he, he looks good i saw him in the breakfast yeah he did he looked very so good i'm excited for him i mean I, it's just this time of year it breeds so much excitement because it's the precipice of what's to come yes right? you, you don't know what's going to happen it's like waiting for christmas right right like, i know i asked santa for this big red fire truck i hope i get the big red fire <laughs> truck please let it be the big red fire truck and you see something wrapped that kind of looks like it but you can't open it no can't open it don't touch it so that's what we kind of have right now with this season. Well, this season is going to be a lot about, you know, of course, the quarterback competition getting settled. It's going to be a lot about getting that offense fired up, getting down the field. It's going to be about the defense being able to stop the run. And then we got to look at, you know, part of that defense stopping the run is about the second level guys, our linebackers. I thought Miles Jack is a guy that I've always admired his play. I thought he was a quality linebacker. Uh, I think he's one of those guys that, um, just has, has a lot of speed. And, you know, let's face it, we're still uh, trying to replace Ryan Shazier. I mean, yeah. that's still what it's about, yeah. you know. And Devin Bush was a guy. He's made a couple plays, by the way. Devin's looked pretty good. Yeah. And we're going to need him to really look good. But, I mean, that's a that's a distinct possibility that he can reclaim his pre-knee, like, um, you know, ability to get off blocks and tackle and so forth. Because he had over 100 tackles his rookie year. Yeah. I mean, he, he made he, a lot of plays. He made a lot of plays. And, you know, to me, in my mind, it showed he's fully capable of that upward trajectory. He's just got to be able to get to a point in time where he cuts loose and his he lets his body back up what his mind is telling him to do. That's right. You know, I think right now that's where he's got the the he's, problem. He's got to re-noggonize himself. Re- oh, excellent terminology. I love that. Yeah, re- yeah. yeah. Your, your head has to translate to the body, and the yes. body has to follow. Yes. The body could not be making independent but decisions. But the technical term, renogonize. Yeah. Renogonize. Yeah, that's nice. So I, I think that's where, you, you know, you're hoping. And I think having a Brian Flores in here, yeah. having a Miles Jack to add that healthy competition, plus you know you have guys like Robert Spillane, right? Yes. The veterans that can also help, but allowing him to feel like <laughs> he can play free. I think that was the biggest thing. You saw hesitation in his eyes. From play to play. Who are we talking about? Devin Bush. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, you see, I, 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 just I, had, got, to, I had to re-noggonize you yes, to the conversation. Re- yes, I had there to reboot go. that noggin. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but, it's happening more than I'd like to admit. Okay. okay. <laughs> Nobody heard that. It was just between me and you. Yeah. Nobody was listening. No. no. Nobody heard that. Mic check. Mic check. No. This thing on. No. But I think that that's where that's where you want to you want to see that fearlessness because I think a lot of guys that's what we always breed off of, right? Especially as young players. Yes. It was the fearlessness. You know, like you talk about Gunnar Oshelski. Right. Just being able to just be a fearless dude. Like that's what every player that walks up that hill and walks down that hill into uh, into this field has to feel invincible. They well, have to feel fearless and there if you have that hint or doubt it's going to cause you to play timid to not let it loose because i saw moments where devin bush would then you saw moments where he's like ah, i don't really trust my knee ah, it's a little bit too much eh, I'm, I'm gonna pull up here instead of finishing through and actually trying to dislodge yes. the football so i'm hoping when pads come on we'll start to see a little bit more of that confidence in him to show that he's gotten away from the knee injury you know, think about it. And I, I've had a knee injury. You've had a knee injury. Um, it does take some confidence to get back to that level where, you know, think about it. He's got 330-pound cheese whoppers throwing at him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and it's not that he's overly big himself. But it takes confidence to know that that knee is going to not buckle under some sort of enormous pressure if you're stuffing a guy. Or when you're trying to jump over or run around. Sidestep. Yes, yeah. exactly. Sometimes you feel – I know when I was rehabbing my knee and when I first came back, I was like a cat on a hot tin roof. Whenever it got bumped, I was like – it would yeah. reflexively jerk the leg up. You know, it was just something that happened. Yeah. No, and, and I think and that's natural. That's human nature. That's your, that's your mind trying to tell you, hey, protect this. We're still not sure. I haven't run enough diagnostic tests right. to know if this carburetor is really working. So let's just kind of dial it back a little bit. Let's run some dynamic testing to get to that point. Your body's going to always tell you that. But sometimes your mind has to override that body decision because it's like, no, 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 no. I got enough requisite information to know what I can and can't do. You just need to follow my lead. Like follow the leader here. Starts with the head, goes with the heart, and then the rest of the body. And so that's what we're hoping got reintegrated with him. Because it's always something. I mean, I have, like you said, we both had knees. I have four knee surgeries and a neck surgery. Yeah. I got 11 months off from my neck surgery. Got cut, came back. Right. And I got thrown right in the fire immediately. I right. came back week five. Better to test it right hey, away, right? Started. Yeah. <laughs> Mike was like, listen, Max, you've been off. Here's our, here's our two two back-to-back padded practices with the new CBA. We got them just for you. Yep. And it was Jacksonville week. And I just remember – going through and i i was like hey i just i gotta make it happen and so you kind of override your, your your body yeah to say okay no this is this is the testing we need and i you know i took every snap in practice both those days with shoulder pads and then get out to the game played all but one short series ryan mundy ran a fake punt we got into the we got into the red zone and coogs comes to me no 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 this is your series off i'm like what? what? I was like, I, all the other what, two series plays? behind the 20, we're on the tw- plus 20, this is two yeah. plays. Yeah. This is your series off. So I was like, okay. Thanks. Sat there, touched down in two plays, and then what happens to the next one? Start on the 15. I was like, really? This is the drive you took me out on. <laughs> <laughs> That's so typical. Yeah. You know, that, that really is. But, again, it's establishing that confidence that you know that joint can hold up under all those stresses. Now, here's the, the thing that I don't want to say you and I weren't great athletes because of course we were we right were, absolutely absolutely <laughs> you can't say it with a straight face yeah. but the dude is a unicorn yeah. you know what i mean Devin, his nickname is unicorn he's one of those rare guys with so many physical attributes you really admire him you know what yeah. i mean you see but for guys like that it's harder for them to come back because 
they're used to being able to do things that the normal person can't. Can't you know, I could, yeah, I couldn't even begin to comprehend yeah. running at a four three forty. I mean, I I hiked the Grand Grand Canyon. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Max, I couldn't hit a four three if I fell off the edge of the Grand Canyon to the bottom. You, if you timed me in a forty, I terminal velocity would probably put me at a four five. Exactly. You, you know, start, you start to burn to a crisp. You realize, <laughs> yeah. Just to get to that four three, like nope, my body's not supposed to move this fast. Exactly. <laughs> and I think for a guy that that is so gifted. It takes a little extra because of the fact you got to get used to maybe some of your superpowers aren't quite the superpowers that they were, and you got to play more with the head. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. I mean, because when you're asked to do superhuman things, and, and if you feel like you can't do them to the super part of those human things, right? You, you, have a, you cast a little doubt in your mind, right? I mean, and that's the other thing where it takes. You know, mental training. Like so we all have had to deal with mental issues, regardless of what they are. And but you have to some of us got to deal with more than others. Yeah, it, and for longer <laughs> bouts. <laughs> we but, don't want to point yeah, fingers here. Fingers. But Remember, whatever finger you point, there's three right. more pointing back at you. Absolutely. So I, I think that's kind. That's of why you point elbows. <laughs> Or just do a thumb like this. Yeah, there you over go. Over there, over, over there. there. Yeah, exactly. Or, or yeah, I'll take two. I'll take two of those <laughs> plates, not one. <laughs> but, but that that that's the special part about it. And that's what makes professional athletes kind of separate from from normal. People, yes. Right. We have something that's a little bit off, but there's also a little bit of a higher level of confidence that's breeded with athleticism. So when you lose that, or you lose some part of it. It takes a little bit longer to regain that confidence level. You got to fill that confidence gauge back up. And so for Devin, yeah, it, last year I'm sure there was moments he was pissed off at himself. You know, when you get the green dot taken away from you, or you're you're, you're benched and you're now you're now right. coming guy. When you came in as a first rounder, starting right out the gates, yep. 100 plus tackles, then you don't live to that baseline, that standard. Not saying it's expectation, but it's baseline and standard that you set by your play. It makes it a little bit tougher. It bruises the ego a bit. That you know, bruises take a while to heal. Soft tissue, right? And you got to get back up to that level of normalcy. So I'm hoping that with that added year from last year and kind of going through that transition, that was enough to kind of kickstart and get that catalyst going for him to tri- trigger back on to his rookie year. There's no question in my mind that he's capable. I mean, again, you go pre-knee injury tape, post-knee injury tape. It's a tale of two different players. You know yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. And again. You know, trust your lion eyes. <laughs> they yes. say, you know what I mean. Yeah. You can sit there and say all you want, but when you see it, you know it. You know, and having been there, both of us coming back from knee injuries, you understand the process. Again, it's a little bit more for a guy that's such a you know a thoroughbred. He's moving a lot faster than we were. Yes. Yes. He's he's got he's got that thoroughbred thing going on. You know. Exactly. I, we just the had distance. the bread thing going on. We're yeah. Just I'll there take for the power. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there you go. It's yeah. like my daughter Megan always says. She said to me one time. She said, "Dad, there's two types of people in this world. Some people are built for speed. Some people are built for comfort." Uncle Tunch, he was built for speed. You, you're built for comfort. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, listen. Do you need a dump truck to go 90 miles an hour? Nope. No, I need it to haul weight. Yes. Exactly. The second a dump truck needs to go 90 miles an hour, you probably shouldn't be called a dump truck. <laughs> or you're, or you're in a world of hurt. <laughs> yeah, you're in a world of hurt. That's called evolution as well. <laughs> no doubt about it. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll wind it up in the last segment here at training camp. Training camp, sir. We are at training camp. That's right, St. Vincent College. 
going to be a great practice today. We'll be back with more. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. You know, one of the things I love are some of the quotes coming out from the great T.J. Watt. And there's a couple there that I'm gonna, I want you to react to. And I love this. We talked about this the other day. And he said, of course, don't think for a second you are better than Latro because you are not. And I love that. But he also went on to say uh, later on, he said, um, oh, where is that? He said, there is no escape. All right, you're around each other. This team building, great time. Today is another step forward in that process as we were talking on the air. The practice, it's going to come. You're going to see as each day comes on, they're going to add more plays, more proficiency. Um, what do you think we're going to see from today? Well, I think I think one of the biggest things is probably – probably better rapport with the receiving core and their quarterbacks. I think that's something that that's the continual undertone, right? Get guys up to speed to see who's more comfortable with who in the rotations. And as guys move up and down that chart, go to different areas on the field, who is excelling at that? But I think also, this is also a good day for run fits, right? Right. Run fits for offensive and defensive lines. I want to see how are guys working together? How's the communication pre-snap on the offensive side, and then defensively, how are guys getting technically, you know, stronger to be able to either beat the double team, right, the barstool technique, or whether you're using cross-face swims. How's right. the balance of the offensive line when they're making their angle cutoffs? Like, all of those things are what I want to look at, you know, today and see, but also those seven-on-seven seven drills are going to matter because if you can have some natural pop in and how you get out of the huddle, get lined up, as guys get in and out of breaks, how the quarterback reads that break for that receiver yep. because you got the DBs playing press or playing off, that's going to really matter for when we get into putting things together with pads come on. So those are my two areas. What are you looking at? Well, you know, one of the things that was interesting was, you know, Mike's always got that I'd rather have to say whoa than, than sick him. You know what yeah. I mean? And yesterday he, he had to give a whoa to a couple of situations when you had Carlos Davis and Kendrick Green, then you had Carlos Davis and uh, Jake Dixon, the tackle yeah. from Bethel Park. You know, I think it was Bethel Park. Yeah, I think so. And um, and I could be wrong on that. I'll have to check that out. And, okay. But yeah, we it's know okay. Who he is. He's from Western PA. Yeah. There you go. Somewhere. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, radius and, again, that's, that's part of the process. But there was also Calvin Austin going over the middle in the end zone. And he got lit up by, uh, who was it, DeMonte, somebody, uh, defensive back, just lit him up. And as I go, Mike said that that's one I'd go woe on. <laughs> so, but I think the intensity is going to naturally rise because you know that come Monday it's it's going to be about putting the pads on, and you can't help it. You're like a racehorse that senses the race coming on. You are yeah. like, and I don't know why horses are a big thing in my mind right now, but the war horse who senses the ensuing battle coming up. You know, you just yeah. know, and it's kind of like it drives you and it pulls you, and you. You can't help it. You you engage fully. Well, and, and you have to. In this environment, you have to play full speed because when you play full speed, you're less likely to get injured. When you play with hesitation, yeah. that's where injuries lead. Exactly. And and you want to see that, especially 
here in the acclimation period, right? We don't have pads on yet, so you want guys to build that confidence, that 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 bravado about themselves. So then, when the pads come on, we see if it's Tarzan or Jane, right? Yes. <laughs> we don't want guys that look like Tarzan. Right. You know, we want guys that play like Tarzan as well. Yeah, we don't want. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, Next yeah, yeah. any further. We kept exactly. it PC. We kept it PC. Speaking of, you know who I saw the other day? Who was that? An old teammate here, Kendrell Bell. Oh, KB. Yeah, he was here. Oh, nice. Yeah, I saw KB at uh, at um, at Troy's induction, and that was the first time I seen KB. Shoot, since since he left the Steelers, was it? Six. Okay, so it was about you talking about almost fifteen years. Wow. Yeah, I mean, but he still looks like yeah. I still don't want to mess with him. No, he's you know what he yeah. when I and just talking to him, one of the things. I love is just seeing the guys back from years past, you know. Yeah. And and one of the things I remember about him was this guy hit you so hard. I remember telling Tunch, he gener- I said, Tunch, he generates more force in, in less steps than I think anybody I've ever seen. You know, and I said, I would bet you when he if he hit you hard enough, he would eventually his DNA would show up in your family tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean seriously. I would say this. KB, we knew him as one speed. Yeah, one he speed. Was one, he was one speed. So practice speed was game speed. Game speed was practice speed. And there was no in between. And, you know, and that's one of those things where you just like, that is a menacing dude. It's, it's, like, it's like when Mike Tyson walks around. Like, you're right. still worried that you might catch some, you know, you might catch a long arm stab to the chest. <laughs> Even after all these years. And we're in suits. We, you know, we're getting ready to get on the bus to go to, right. the, go to the Hall of Fame for the induction ceremony. I'm just like... Kind of, kind of guard your shoulder a little bit. I'm, I, I can't give him my chest. I can't give him my chest. Even if he wants a hug, it's still like well, there's got to be a side hug. Little side, little yeah, we side can't, we can't go chest to chest. You might, you might stab me in the chest. So we're good. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. But it was, it was good to see. You know, some of these guys around. I heard um, Ike Taylor's up here. I'm so, oh yeah, I just yeah. saw Ike. Okay, Ike was up here. And Aaron Smith. Aaron, I saw Aaron yeah, yesterday so both too. Of those guys were up here. I'm hoping they're still around here somewhere. That would be. Aaron nice. is like one of my favorite players of all time. Yeah. I just very rarely do you, everything that 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 dude stood for. Everything that he he was and still is, um, from the man of God to the ball player on the field, the the father to the the husband. You know, I just think so much, so highly of him. You yeah, know, what I mean, he's nah. been through a lot. Well, and, and and Smitty is just, I mean, just a tremendous human being. I mean, even as a rookie when I came in, you know, knowing that I had to go against guys like this, I mean, he right. he, he, he tempered he tempered me well, the sword, for what for the, what it was going to be in the NFL. Iron sharpens iron. And I knew if I had if I had a solid week, I'm not even gonna call it a good week against Smitty. If I had a solid week against Smitty, there's nothing the opponent on Sunday could show me or yes. do. That yes. would be better than what I'm seeing in practice. I mean, and even from the young James Harrison, right? Right. You know, because early on I was a backup, and then you know the show, he James was a show team guy, second string. So when we'd have those, I was like, dude, if I can get through James Harrison week, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm good for anybody else, and especially when it came to Denver with Elvis Dumerville. I was like, that's like the 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 weaker version of James Harrison. I was gonna say that's like uh, <laughs> James Light. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I was like, this is actually what this, this is all. This is all you got? Okay, let's okay, go. that's good. <laughs> let's go. So I I think that's one of the things when you look back on those teams, and we had such great players, and you can have the same thing here. It's just about that attention to detail, because you can get your best out here and make it easy on Sundays depending on how you approach it and your and the professional decorum that your teammates have and respect they have for you. Now, don't forget, many times 
you know, Smitty would call me over at Hey, Max, man, let's work some hands. You know, right. Lamar Woodley would have, hey, Max, let's work some hands. Yep. You know, and let's just go through some things. Or I'd call, i say, James, hey, I, can you come over here and help me? I'm really trying to work on this move that I saw on film from the opponent. Yes. And that's that extra time on the field, right? That's that time after practice. I need to get some work done. And I like this is this is that breeding ground. This is that think tank environment where you can stay after practice. Because that's what? The dorm's right up here. Yep. You're not getting in your car, driving to Penn Hills or driving out to Gibsonia and everywhere else. Nope. No. My my place that I'm staying for the next two and a half weeks is literally a hundred yards away. So we got nothing but space and opportunity. So let's take advantage of that. Well it's like I always used to say back in the day, you know, when you were here you were a captive of Chuck Knoll football and cornfields. That's all. That's all that was around here. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, the dreams. It, yeah. <laughs> although, although when Subway came in in the early '80s, man, we were boom. Yeah. Subway was big. That was a big that, addition. Well, that's when you got to send the rookie with the order. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, go in there, you're a rookie, take the order, bring it back for meetings. You know, uh, the only thing I could say was it was faster to get it in your mouth when you went and got it yourself. That, that is true. That you is know what I mean? But it's delayed gratification. Yeah. Well, okay. We're also we're also talk, trying to present discipline, Wolf. <laughs> discipline i can wait the extra seven minutes from my order being created to me consuming it <laughs> do you ever notice how offensive linemen were all like gabbing talking and as soon as the food shows up the conversation drops oh i mean like zippo you, you could hear a mouse pee on cotton at that point there's no is straight foraging mode you know it's like when you look at cows in the field you don't hear a lot of noise you know, bulls you get stomping and all right? this kind of stuff but the cow the, ca- the, the ha- calf or the heifer just sits there grazing on grass. Just going. That's it. That's it. We don't need to talk. We already have a, we, we have like telekinesis. We already know, hey, this is delicious. And we go right back down. <laughs> Pass the ketchup. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly yeah, it. No, and that, that's just that, that. Once again, we talk about the two fingers. It says, hey, right here. They're <laughs> here. They're here. They're here. That's all you need. Oh, you know, you bring back such memories, man. Those Those are the fondest times when you were like, just strapping some food on with the boys, oh, you know, and yeah. the conversations that occurred, they were always fantabulous. We are out here at training camp. Folks, if you want to get a chance, this is going to be a great day. It's a beautiful day. Bring you a little a, breeze. Yeah, you got a little, a little, got a little wind chill going. Yeah. You got to have some sunscreen. You got to have a hat, you know, Bucket things hat. like that. Uh, maybe a little snackeration. You know, that's well, always I see important. The coolers. I see Cheez-Its over, over your shoulder. Cheez-Its? I'm just saying. It's oh. Cheez-Its. Extra toasty. I can read the label. Oh, my goodness. See, yeah, yeah you know, you got that, that the, the Cheez-Its, like, sensory. It's like a going. spider sense. Yeah, it's, like it's almost, sense it's like a superhero of power, yeah. superpower. We, oh, we have lunch. Well, are, are we going to lunch after this? Well, is that what we're doing? Well, that's a silly question. I mean, yeah, it, the question is, do we catch a cart or not? I think that's well, the biggest question. Yeah, I think um, we can find a card. I think we need to find a card. Yeah. We will. No, we you know will, that's we one will. of the things we that we will, need. We're willing it. We're willing it. But we do need our own <laughs> branded card, though. <laughs> you and I are going to have to set different ends of it, though. Otherwise, we'll be doing Counter-balance, wheelies. Counterbalance. Yeah. Yeah, we, we'll be doing yeah. wheelies all the way over there. <laughs> yeah, can't sit in the same row. <laughs> you know, that's something I wish back in my day we had. You know, the carts. Yeah. Yeah. They were. Oh my heavens! That gives you such. Uh, such a break from the legs, you yeah. know. Well, especially and especially for the players. I mean, we, you value that. We, you oh, know, yeah. I can. I'll wait down here in the corner by the tents down here under the uh, scoreboard. But, hey, I'll wait five minutes. I don't care. 
because I don't want to walk up the hill. I don't want to <laughs> take the, those extra 12 to 15 steps right it's, there. It's brutal. Yeah, it's just that that's the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, you could lock up on that. I mean, Absolutely. who wants to lock up that close to the locker room? Especially with the, you don't want to do that in front of the fans. Oh, it's terrible. It's, you know, you, you, it's you'll a sign of yourself as, as a superior human. <laughs> You know, if you're cramping on the third step. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a break, and we got coming up. We got Wes Euler and, and Arthur Motes coming up, and next year we are at training camp. You're in the locker room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, and we'll be back on Monday. Enjoy the practice today.